Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hangover. Uh, I'm your co-host. Uh, we do the introductions and the thing. I'm, there's, th- <laughs> there's three of us here. There's there's three of us here today. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been. It's been a long um, time. So the Hangover, got, the Hangover is strong with one of us. Hangover today. is strong. Uh, no Take a guess who today. it is. He's uh, he's busy being like all married and stuff. Yep. Congratulations, congratulations, Chris. Chris. Um, but yeah, so let's start out with our real quick outs. Real quick outs. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, is no longer facing. He has been officially suspended for three games, uh, following an incident with an Uber driver and. Yeah, we're not going to talk much about this one, but something I think we can agree on is if you set a precedent that six games for any kind of assault, then you should stick to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, moving on to other suspensions, uh, Julian Edelman is appealing his PED suspension, and it sounds like he might have a legit case. Yeah, uh, he's uh, the essentially the way that it came out is that there was something weird about the sample, and so they suspended him without actually doing much research into it. And yeah, so it sounds like he might have a have a spot of of getting it at least reduced, yeah, um, if not overturned completely. Um, another suspension that got doled out was Robert Turbin, uh, who is on the Colts still. Yeah, yeah sort of. Sort of, for now. Um, he's suspended until he's eligible to return, I think, October 1st. Um, yeah, that, I guess that's good news for like Marlon Mack owners out there. Um, they kind of not put, that I don't think Turbin was going to be stepping into his carries anyway. The man's biceps are not as big as his play. Or they're bigger than his play. Yeah, you look at a photo of him and you go, man, he was doing PEDs? What? <laughs> All right. You and said the same thing about Scott Steiner back in 1997. Big pop-up pump. <laughs> big pop-up pump. There's no way. That's all natural. That's, that's how I learned my math, though. <laughs> Steiner math. If you have never listened to Steiner math, go on YouTube and find Steiner math. It's the funniest thing. It's almost as funny as... Oh, never mind. We'll... We'll, we'll go on. Um, good story, Carl. Good story. And then I found twenty dollars. Um, and speaking of finding money, segue: Daniil Hunter got paid a lot of money. Yep. Um, it was a good transition. Thank you. Uh, he got. I'm not. I don't have the exact details in front of me, but he had a very large contract extension, a la what happened with um, Everson Griffin a few years ago, where they're kind of paying for the potential. Yeah, I think he got a little overpaid on this, but, you know, he, he Everson Griffin, you know, when that happened, I thought he got overpaid and it turned out really well. Right. So it could it could be great, but, I mean, good for him. Mm-hmm. He's getting top 10 defensive end money, um, which for the Vikings could be a bargain because if he does have a very good year um, next year, I mean, he could have been looking at, you know, top three defensive end money. Yeah. which would have been way more expensive than what they got him for for now. And so they have a shot to re-sign the other two pieces that they're looking at. 
which are Anthony Barr and Stefan Diggs. And uh, they've got a lot of money tied up right now since they got that baseball contract with Kirk Cousins, too. Right. But, so, which, you know, got forbid they helped their offensive line. Yeah, right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm crying. I'm not It's crying. not like they have a running back coming back from injury that could use some blockers. <clears throat> it's not like they have a less mobile quarterback now that could use some blockers than Case Keenum, but... And uh, that's that's it for the quick outs, right? Uh, that's all I have. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to bust a cap on this new topic. I think that's a new one. I think I think that might actually be a new so, one. Did I, did I get it? I think that might actually be a new one. You know, I opened this, but I'm on the diet, and I'm not supposed to drink it. Like oh, is that ginger ale? Yeah. Oh, can I have that? Yeah. Pass that, pass that down. Um... <laughs> Thanks. So uh, we are going to do our. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Preseason rankings for running backs this week. This is a tasty ginger ale. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to give our top 20s. Um, and we're going to start with our number one not consensus pick. <laughs> you were so ready to say consensus. I was. And then I realized, oh, I'm the I'm the odd duck. Our number two is consensus, yes. which is weird. Um, two of us are right. So uh, I'm going to just mention my number one because we'll talk about them later when you both have them. But I've got David Johnson number one. Um, but now we'll discuss your guys' number one. Um, Zach and I both decided that Le'Veon Bell is our number one running back and possibly, depending on format, our number one my player. Number one player yeah. at least. Um, depending on format, PPR, I might go another guy, a wide receiver, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, Zach, do you want to say why you love Le'Veon Bell? Well, if I haven't already said it enough before on this show, he is the do-everything man for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He literally carries them on his back. The guy had, what, 82 catches last year. He had over 300 carries. He That offense runs through him. Without Le'Veon Bell, they... I don't think they win as many games as they do or get as high of seeding in the playoffs as they do because simply the guy plays two positions on offense. He plays running back and wide receiver. Mm. He was second on the team in catches last year behind Antonio Brown. And that includes a great season by Juju, a couple games here and there by Martavis Bryant. Mm. When he decided to play. Yeah, when he decided to play. I mean, it. The he's a freak of nature. He yeah. is the best all-around running back I think I've seen Maybe since Marshall Falk, I yeah. Um, and the numbers that you were alluding to, he put those up after week one. I think he only got like ten carries because well, I don't know. I, I, yeah, no, I, I remember it, it was a weird week one. He only had like yeah. two fantasy points. Like it was, it was yeah. a very odd game for him. And then the rest of the season was just domination. Just, yeah, I mean, the one thing that does con- slightly concern me about him is his workload. Yes. Um, yeah. Which kind of makes me think: Are they just working the? Are they just getting what they can out of him, and then are they not going to resign him after this year, or like? Because they've been franchise franchise tagging him for the past what two years? Yes, yes, and they they apparently, according to reports that are coming out, that they are closer to a deal this year than they were last time at this or last year at this time. But pay the man. That's all you have to do, Pittsburgh. Quit being such tight pocket idiots. Just pay him. You paid Antonio Brown before he even earned the contract that he got. 
mm-hmm. because you simply didn't want to pay Mike Wallace. What, right. Well, that worked out. <laughs> yeah, it it worked out this time. But right. they're if they don't pay him, they run the risk of losing the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. And, uh, you you hit on why I don't have him as my number one, and that's the fact that I think that the Steelers are going to bell cow him, and he's got an injury history, and so I'm worried about him. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm worried about him uh, getting getting hurt uh, and missing some games. Um, now I know that my number one, David Johnson, was injured last year and missed the whole season. Right. But that was with a wrist injury, and I'm not as worried about David Johnson in that regard. Hey man, he killed some people's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he did. Because he was a, he was a number one overall in a few in a number of drafts. Should have killed mine. Should have killed yours. Sorry guys. In in one of our leagues, uh, our our buddy Chad had Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson. Yeah, that's a little rough to in the back first from. two rounds, thanks to a keeper system, and that was brutal. That was brutal. That was brutal. Sorry, Chad. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> uh, so let's go to our consensus number two. Todd Gurley, man. Todd Gurley had a ridiculous year last year. He was the running back one. He was the running back one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. By a mile. By a mile. By a mile. Um, Nineteen touchdowns. Yeah. After Jeff Fisher left, it was like, oh, we have an offense. <laughs> Like, oh, we have a sweet running back. We should use him. And he finally found the end zone multiple times. What a difference a year makes. He was I don't think he was in any of our top tens last year. Mm-mm. I well, think he was why just would outside. He, why yeah. would he have been? <laughs> yeah, well, well, on potential. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he had like 850 yards two years ago. That's... Yeah. I wouldn't have... I, no, I didn't have but him yeah, in my top ten. what 10. a difference a year <laughs> makes. Going from outside of top ten to number two consensus yep. from everybody. Yeah. I mean, he was amazing last year. This this will be the juggernaut, uh, juggernaut, juggernaut offense for the next couple years. They got Brandon Cooks in the offseason. They've got a, a solid offensive line building. They got Jared Goff, Sean McVay. Gurley is going to be the man for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got weapons outside, weapons inside. They've got, yep. yeah, it's the Rams are, I guess it's not, you can't really say a sneaky pick to win no. the West. Like they're, I think they're the favorites to win the West now. Yeah. Above I would Seattle. say they're the favorites to win the NFC right now. Ooh. Personally, I would say they're the favorites I to win the, the NFC. I think the Eagles are still the favorites, but, but I mean, it's, it's the, those two are neck and neck up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both really young teams, really dominant. And the thing about that I like Gurley at number two so much for is that the Rams defense is going to be so stacked that if everything yeah. clicks, Gurley is going to see a massive workload this year. Dear God, Sue and Donald next to each other up in the front there. Plus, you got Tlaib and Peters on the outside. Yeah, that is, that's insane. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> the one thing that worries me about that defense is you got a lot of egos. Yeah, you do. Like, you got a lot of strong personalities. Especially at the cornerback position. Especially at the <laughs> yeah. cornerback position. So that's the one thing that does kind of concern me about yeah. that defense. But, I mean... Like like you guys said, if it clicks, like that, that's a Madden defense. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's like a I've got all ninety nines. <laughs> yeah, that that's a te- that's the Madden Ultimate Team. Yep, there you team go. That you're trying to build. Um, speaking of which, they just won't let us not buy that game anymore, will they? I'm officially done. I'm officially done with it. Really? Even though To's going to be like, on the cover, you're not going to buy. The- Even though To's going to be on the cover. Because I was, I'm at, done. I was looking at buying it, but I I may just print off a giant poster of the cover of Madden and put it up in my room. I'm not sure. <laughs> On your ceiling, just so that yep. when you go to sleep at night, you can, that's the last thing you look at. Yep. You see that To said he's not going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, I did, and I 
he's bitter. I mean, he's he's bitter it. and he's pissed off. I get it. I don't agree with it because it's like once in a lifetime that you yeah. get inducted into the Hall of Fame. But that's like but the, the most to thing that he it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. real. I was I was I was happy to see it. Um, all right, so number three is my number one uh, for you guys. I've got Le'Veon Bell here, and then you both have David Johnson. Yes. Uh, so David Johnson, I've got at number one just because he is a he's another do all kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, yes, he he missed last year with injury into his hand, um, but I mean, he was working out. He was he's still able to to get things done, and and now he's got a, a rookie quarterback. Um, well, I mean, he's also got Sam Bradford. But, <laughs> I was like, he's got Sam Bradford still. Um, a competent quarterback. But I, I just he there's other than Larry Fitzgerald, there's not much on that team to throw to. So David Johnson, you know, catches out of the backfield great, and he runs the ball very, very well. So I'm super excited for for him this year. And he was my number one last year. He's my number one this year. In the words of Carl, you're not wrong. No, and we kind of saw last year how much that offense revolves around David Johnson. Um, Just because, like, a couple years ago, was it two years ago they were a playoff team? Yes. Yes. Yeah, two years ago they were a playoff team when David Johnson had his big breakout year. Um, and then last year when David Johnson went out, yeah, that thing yeah. that thing fell harder than oh, well things that fall. Things that fall. Oh, from, old, Sam Bradford. Old people on stairs. <laughs> Sam Bradford fell harder old. than Sam Bradford does in the first game of the season. Well, he doesn't have to fall hard. He just has to fall and he gets hurt. Yeah. yeah. Sam, someone looks at Sam Bradford's knee and he goes, "Ow." We can talk about <laughs> Sam Bradford all we want. We know the starter is going to be Rosen. Nah. You, you're talking about the No, most... week two, I'm talking. Well, yeah, we, yeah, one, <laughs> after, after Bradford after goes Bradford, down week yeah. one. I, I mean, I give him at least three games. I Brad... give Bradford at least three games. <laughs> Bradford is the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. It's true. For one season. It's damn true. For one season. <laughs> it's true. It's damn true. Uh, So uh, now we've. You broke it, Carl. Oh, God, I can't see anything anymore. Okay, now, now we've got our number four. Um, once again, I'm the odd duck out here, uh, although I don't think there's going to be much. There's not really any argument for this year. We've got Alvin Kamara uh, with U2 mm-hmm. at four, and I've got Ezekiel Elliott, which we'll talk about on the next next slot here. But uh, tell us a little bit about Alvin Kamara and why you've got him at four. As the fantasy footballers call him, uh, Alvin Super Camario. Um, <laughs> The dude can do it all. Um, coming out of Tennessee, we all had some slight concerns. Um, Carl broke him. it again. I, oh, my internet went out. Um, anyway, uh, we'll try and get that back going. Uh, oh, I see what happened. Well, let's talk about Kamara then. Yeah, you guys talk about Kamara. I'm gonna go. All right. Uh, I since I watched Alvin Kamara before he actually was drafted by the Saints uh, going into the 2017 draft I immediately saw a young version of Jamal Charles what I didn't expect was to see a guy that could break tackles better than Jamal Charles did he was so elusive and slippery when he had the ball in his hands which by the way he's probably top three to four catching receiving running backs in the NFL right now. Let's say the theme of our top four, you know, our top running backs right now are guys that can catch guys that can catch a lot. And we like, you know, we didn't know Gurley could catch when he, you know, before last season, we knew going into last season that Alvin Kamara could catch the ball. Yes. He, he was drafted as a gadget player, as an all around tool, 
This is a guy that won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He had, I think, over 2,000 all-purpose yards, including returning, receiving, and running. The guy is an absolute monster on offense, and he's going to have the first four weeks all to himself. Yeah, with with Ingram's (laughs) uh, suspension here. Um, Although, I don't know if that's going to play to his strengths, though. I think a thing that really worked for Kamara and Ingram last year and why they were both top 10 running backs um, last year were the fact that they were both there. That the they balance. Could switch off, yeah. Um, yep. keeping, keeping each other fresh uh, while having a, an attack on the field. And then also the defense, is, it's, tr- it's tough for the defense to play to, to uh, two different people. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So that's why, and that's the reason why I have him. You know, he's just down two two slots on mine. I you can't know, believe you, Shane. Than four, but, I can't believe it. Um, that's why I've got him down a little bit further with a couple people ahead of him. But you know, he's great. I mean, he deserves to be up in the top top you know six. And generally speaking, just to throw this in there, when it comes to running backs, the biggest differences that you generally see are going to be with the guy that's positioned at number one, and then the guy that's positioned at number two. That's where you're going to see your biggest gap. But then, like, generally speaking, two, three, four, five, they're all fairly close with each other yeah. where maybe one more game would have gotten those guys' points bumped up there or one more touchdown would have made them the number two running back instead of the number four. I mean, those are things that you see every single season. This is a, a interesting season for me because I'm happy with any of the top seven. In oh, the yeah. Draft. I'm, I'm realistically happy with any of, like, the top nine to be honest. Yeah. I, I would be, I would be happier with the top seven. Like it, yeah. if any of those, like this is one of those years that I'm not going to be upset with my first round pick, no matter where I'm picking. Cause you know, the top seven here and the top few wide receivers as well, which we'll get into in another episode. Um, I'm not going to, it's not one of those years that I'm begrudgingly picking a, a first rounder. Which yeah. Happened for sure. Some years. No, absolutely. Like I, I think really the only guy in my top, top 10 that I would be like, I don't know if I want to take him over a top wide receiver is honestly the guy who we have at number six for me is, or who I have at number six is LaShawn McCoy. Uh, but we'll get to him in a little bit, yep. but he's the only guy that I would feel not 100% comfortable drafting as my number one running back. But now we will talk about my number four and your guys' number five, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so Zeke is the Dallas Cowboys right now. He is... Yep. They've they've got their nothing number, beyond them. I mean, their number one wide receiver is Alan Hearns, who got casted out of Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're you know there's as I predicted last year, uh, Dak Shepard Prescott um, fell back uh, fell back to earth a bit, and uh, you know didn't have the amazing follow up to his rookie campaign. And I just think that I think last year Dak is is Dak. It's not, it's not, it wasn't a fluke franchise um, guy, but not like the guy. He's like a Tony Romo. <laughs> Jeez. Um, give Romo a little credit. He's a great color guy. That's fair point. Uh, but, uh, no, Ezekiel Elliott, he's carrying that team. Um, I've got him. The, the reason why I've got him for, um, is because he's carrying that team and they're going to give him the ball a lot. Yep. And, you know, he's got 
He's younger. He didn't have as many carries last year as he did in his first season. Because, you know, he missed six the, games because of the suspension. But, uh, <laughs> right. That's a pretty good but, evaluation there, Shane. They, <laughs> <laughs> the guy missed six games and didn't have as many carries. They use him like Pittsburgh uses Le'Veon Bell, though. They they give him the ball. Yeah, they so. they do. I will say the one thing that I, I have Elliot a little bit lower than the other guys in the reasoning is that he doesn't catch the ball as much. That's true. He's still got like, I think his rookie year, he still got like 40 to 45 catches somewhere in that range. But that was with being the number one running back for a full 16 games. Last year, obviously those numbers were diminished because of the suspension, but he's just, he's not, they don't use him in the passing game. Like Arizona uses David Johnson or Pittsburgh uses bell or even new Orleans uses Kamara. So that, that's why I'd have him a little bit lower. But again, that's going to get made up with the amount of carries that he's going to get and touchdowns that he's going to receive behind that massive offensive line. I mm-hmm. think that either either Elliott or David Johnson leads the NFL in, in rushing yards this year. I would agree. I think it's I, one of those two. Um, Elliott because he runs the ball yeah. all the time and Johnson because he uh, possibly because he's the guy that has that, that home run potential every time he touches the ball. Um, in my opinion, he's the number one in that regard. But uh, I mean, he had the highest yards per game average last year when he played. Yeah. He had over 100. I think it was what, it was 98 yards per game last year with the games he played. That's insane. And he barely missed 1,000 yards missing six games. Yeah, I think he he had like, I think the total was 975 yards. Yeah, it, in, it, missing six games. Yeah. Now, my number five, uh, who you guys have down a little bit further, uh, is Kareem Hunt. Um, I, 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 my opinion on Hunt is I think that KC is going to use him more and use him better because in games that he touched the ball more than nine times, uh, on the ground, they won except later in the season when they were on those losing streaks and, and losing games, they weren't giving the ball to Hunt. They weren't giving him a chance to run. Yeah. And I think that they're, you know, I think they're going to learn from that and they're going to give him the ball more, especially with a rookie quarterback. So I think that he's going to be running more, which I think is where he's going to deserve this spot. Because when he's touching the ball, he's doing great. Yeah, I definitely like the train of thought. The only thing that, the only, I guess, kind of issue I could say I have with it is that it's not just an outlier thing for Andy Reid to not give the running back the ball. That's true. He did that in Philadelphia all the time with LaShawn McCoy. When LaShawn McCoy was considered one of the two or three best running backs in the NFL, he was still giving him some games where he'd get seven, eight touches. Yeah, yep, and that's that's the problem that Hunt's having. But they, uh, I don't think Reed's calling the plays anymore, too. Oh, that's... I think, I think they, took, huh. they took that away from him. Okay. Is that... It's not... Todd Haley, is it? No. No, not Haley. Haley's in uh, Pittsburgh. Pit- so. No, Haley's no, with no, Cleveland. Haley's oh, he's with Cleveland, Cleveland now. That's right. Yeah. I knew Haley left... Pittsburgh, but I'm gonna have to look that up. I, I know that they've got a new uh, offensive coordinator because their offensive co- coordinator is now the coach of the Bears. But right. yep. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. With a if if Reed's not calling the plays, Hunt will get more carries too. Carl, you got anything to add to Hunt? Uh, not really. Just I don't know. No, I I got nothing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool story. Uh. Good analysis. Good, good talk, guys. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good analysis. Glad, glad I showed up. <laughs> and then number six, I think, is the first time we all have a different name there. Aw. Uh, so mine, I've got Alvin Kamara, who we've already talked about. Yep. Uh, mine, I have Melvin Gordon, who we have not talked about yet. And then I have LaShawn McCoy at six. 
Um, so, Carl, let's take it away. Yeah. Well, no, let's let's start with Lashawn McCoy here because oh, okay. uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, you and I both have at seven. So after oh, that, okay. we can go jump right into that. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So Lashawn McCoy, uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL, one of the best all-purpose backs in the NFL, can do it all. The problem is every single game he's on the injury report. Yep. And every single game he leaves for at least a series or two because he is injured and hurting because he spent so many years carrying teams on his back. I mean, the guy is going into what is ninth season, 10th season, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of miles on his legs. But that being said, he is still one of the best in the game. Buffalo's offensive line is hurting for sure. Buffalo's offense They lost hurting. three starters and they're also going in with potentially Nathan five pick Peterman as their starting quarterback. No, no it, it'll be, it'll be Allen. There's no, they're no. saying that there's a chance that Peterman's going to start. It, or it's not going to be uh AJ McCarron. No, they're saying there's a chance that Peterman wow. gets the start, gets the starting nod. How bad is McCarron? Yeah. McCarron must be pretty bad then. <laughs> well, I mean, he only got like what a one year deal out of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it, it just, the bills offense is going to be hurting in general last year. They were a surprise team, and a lot of that had to do with LaShawn McCoy carrying them to the playoffs, but they also made the playoffs in Week 17. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I've got LaShawn McCoy down at number 14 on mine, and it has a lot to do with everything that you said. He's an older running back. He's got a lot of tread on those tires, and he's and he's injured a lot. Yeah. Um, now, he's injured a lot and doesn't seem to miss a lot of games from that, but you know, at this, at this age... That could be changing a bit. Um, yeah. So th- I think that they're going to use him a little more sparingly than than what they they've done in the past, just to try to um, keep him for you know postseason and, and things like that, to try to keep extend his use. Are they on another new head coach, or are they still on the same one they had last? They're year? They're on the same one they had last year. Okay. Yep. Um, they're giving him uh, one more year. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see. Um. But then, uh, yeah, Carl's number six is Melvin Gordon, who Zach and I have at number seven. He's a three-down back, and he yeah. finally shook those. He finally shook the demons and got uh, became a one thousand yard rusher last year. Whoa. Got that yard per carry up. Well, not not much. Not, not really. Much, not but, much. But you have you have to blame that on the offensive line too, not just him. <laughs> I, I'm liking what San Diego's. Uh, hey. the, the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego um, are doing with their uh, offensive line. I think it's the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> right. Um, uh, should still be San Diego. Should the LA Clippers. Um, we'll get back to that old joke. Yep. Um, Oldie but goodie. I like what they're doing with their offensive line. They've been drafting young guys and, and building a good young core. Uh, yep. And I think that Melvin Gordon is going to start to uh, gain from that and maybe get that yards per carry up over 3.5. And I don't maybe have a get fir- it up over three at some point. I don't have a first or second round pick this year. Thanks to that. Hey, That's true. Um, I mean, they're also building up their weapons on the outside with uh, Mike Wallace or Mike Williams. Excuse me. Mike Williams. <laughs> yeah, Mike Williams. Woo. San Diego Chargers. Mike Wallace. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. Right? What are you guys up to? And what? a fully healthy Keenan Allen. And a fully healthy Keenan Allen. For and now. Henry. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Rest in peace. Wait. Oh, they, it's, don't worry. They have Antonio. Oh. oh. Who's their tight end? 
I don't Virgil know. Green? Vir- probably. I think it's it is Virgil, Virgil Green. Green. Yeah. I, still, I still say it's possible that they sign back Antonio Gates. I mean, yeah, Philip I, Rivers is already lobbying for it. So. Apparently, they've already talked to him. Uh, I think that it's only being held up because he's a little bitter that, you know, it took an injury to come calling to him. Right. Hey, Tony Gonzalez is well, available. But he's also, he's also like 37 years old. Yeah, and he also got suspended for PEDs last year. Yeah. Too, so. um, <laughs> Because he needed to keep up. By 37, I mean like 35, but still there's not much difference there. No. But no, I, uh, Melvin Gordon, I mean 6-7 slot, that's that's a solid yeah, solid placement for him. Um, he's, he's a guy I'd be happy to, to draft here. I'd feel more comfortable drafting him over LaShawn McCoy, even though I had McCoy rated higher. I'd feel more comfortable drafting Gordon over McCoy. Just because of, of age and wear and tear. Yep. yep. Um, now... Number seven uh, for Carl. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, baby. (laughs) Apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't much further behind than Carl Uh, on this one. Do you want me to go? I think I've got him before you do. Uh, But, yeah. All right. So, you guys all have Melvin Gordon at number seven. I have Saquon Barkley at number seven. It's only because he has the first pick. Is, well, no. Yes, (laughs) no. No, okay. For so now. You've got Saquon Barkley. Zach, come calling. Going to a New York Giants team that has a healthy Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, who is coming off of a very good year, uh, relatively speaking, last year as a rookie tight end. And then you've also got Sterling Shepard, who is not a bad wide receiver, too. You've got a lot of offensive power there. They have a quarterback that can sometimes get them the ball, um, but he needs a they, the quarterback needs a running game. And last year you had such names as Paul Perkins, Orleans Darkwa, becoming somewhat slightly relevant because of that because of the rest of that team. Yeah. <laughs> I said somewhat slightly. I'm not giving them too much credit. I'm trying not to give them too much credit. Well, Paulie P never got there, but Orleans Darkwa was a uh, waiver wire pickup for a few weeks. Yes, he was. And so you've got someone who is, I will safely say, more talented than Orleans Darkwa. Yeah, this guy's a freak. This guy is a freak. He's an absolute freak. He he pretty much broke the combine. Yes, <laughs> and so I have him as my number seven running back. That being said, I will not be taking him in the first round of a redraft. I also would not. I would take him second at the earliest. Um, I probably wouldn't sniff at him until the third round, but he's probably going to be gone by like then. May, it, like, maybe in a 12-team league, I would look at him at the very tail end of a first round, but a 10-team league, I would not. I don't trust the Giants' offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, you can make some things happen, but a lot of the times that... If, if you look at his tape, a lot of the times that he's making things happen, it's in the punt return game and not so much in the in the running game. He does a, He is phenomenal in open space. I will give you that. Like if you give the get this guy in space, he's he's yeah. going to be gone. Um he's that fast, he's that elusive, he's that strong that he can just break tackles mm-hmm. wherever they come from. Um I'm going to I I get what you guys are saying about the Giants offense in general and not only that but Eli Manning being a hindrance to the offense too. Yeah. It's not going to help. Yeah. Um but I think this is one of those guys that they drafted him to identify the offense because there is no guarantee that Odell Beckham is here this year or the year after. It's true. There's no guarantee. They, they're they in a contract dispute right now because Odell Beckham wants over $20 million a year. He wants quarterback money. He wants quarterback money. He wants that Kirk Cousins payday. Um, and it's not going to happen 
so they're they're getting that identity. Plus, Eli's what the last one or two years of his career. Yeah, um, at best fun two years. Fact about Eli. Um, say two time Super Bowl winner. Let's say that Eli Manning goes plays for two more years, goes five and eleven in both years, which is with this Giants team, it's doable. Possible. He would then retire if he retired after that as an under five hundred quarterback record in the regular season. Future Hall of Famer. You still think he'd be in the Hall of Fame with yes. sub five hundred record? It's because of what he did in those playoff games and those Super Bowls. Absolutely, we had this argument many bit. times. We've had and this many times. The name that I will always bring up, Joe Namath. And yes, Joe Namath is more, in my opinion, he's in the Hall of Fame more for what he did media for, media wise for the NFL for the NFL. Yep. Um, he brought mainstream media to the NFL, essentially. We wouldn't have J.J. Watt doing Papa John's commercials if it wasn't for guys like Joe Namath. That, right. That's true, yeah. But anyways, now we're getting off topic. Um, but no, I, I think Barkley, I, I don't like him at seven, but I also would not be objected to take, if in a 10-team league, if he's there at number 10, I'm, I'm taking Saquon Barkley and then whatever top-rated receiver is left for my... My back to back, yeah. And if I'm in, in, in the keeper, I'm making sure that Saquon's my second round. <laughs> Just oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and a keeper, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you put him in second for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that was a good. And oh. we have our second consensus, <laughs> which yeah. is weird. Which is weird. Uh, this is our actually, yeah, yeah, because number two, number two, yeah, yeah. So number eight, uh. Lenny. Leonard Fournette is everybody's number two here. Carl, what are your what are your thoughts on uh Mr. Fournette here? Um, I mean he was the fourth overall pick last year. He he was one of I think like six running backs with over three hundred touches. Um he got the rock and he got the rock a lot. Especially against Pittsburgh. Especially against Pittsburgh. He was over three hundred touches and he think he missed three games? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it, three or four. I which it was weird. Like it was injury related for two or three of them, and then it was suspension was related. That, it was like team decision yeah. for one of them. Um, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, it's I guess the, normally cause he's he's very much so a, in my opinion, a three down back. He's they use him more on first and second for those pound the rock. Oh yeah, moments. But I guess my biggest concern with or the reason why I have him solo on my list is those injury concerns. He's had them at LSU. He had them last year. What's not to say that they're not going to keep going? Yeah, for sure. I need to see him play 16 games before I can put yeah. him into like my, you know, next t- like tier 2 or, you know, t- top 5 running backs. I agree with that. I also want to see I, I want to see another year of consistency on Jacksonville's part of of how they use him because mm-hmm. Jacksonville's had a history in the last little bit of misusing their running backs. Um, TJ Yeldon. Because, yeah, I th- I still think TJ Yeldon is talented. I think – I now I know this is his last year in, in Jacksonville yeah. for Yeldon, and then next year he's going to be on a another team, yep. possibly starting somewhere. But uh, Could be like a Michael Turner thing where he gets like two or three really good seasons with another team. Because yep. I still believe in the talent that Yeldon has, but you also got a guy like Leonard Fournette who ran a 4-5 at 240 yeah. pounds – <laughs> you you get him. No, he's a he's a beast of a man, and uh, yeah, I just I, I want to see him being used and staying on the field. 
uh, yep. consistently before I move them up my list. But yeah, eight I think is a solid spot. Obviously, we all agree it's a solid spot yeah. for. Him. <laughs> but I mean, and that's the thing too is like we're talking about them like we have them really low, but we we don't. The thing is too is that Fournette also like Elliot doesn't catch the ball a lot, so you can only have him so high in a half point or half PPR ranking. Exactly. Or any type any type of PPR ranking, you can only have him so high because he doesn't catch the ball. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number nine, uh, Carl and Zach agree on Kareem Hunt, which we already kind of talked about Hunt yeah. a little earlier, so we we don't have to really go over him. But we do have our first appearance of a player, Shane, uh, Devonte Freeman. Uh, just. I mean, Devontae Freeman consistently the past, what, three years now has just been a great running back, even when they have other running backs in the in the field with them now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tevin Coleman steals a lot of those running attempts, but he doesn't steal anything in the passing game. Yeah, no. Freeman, He's not a threat in the passing game. Yeah, and Freeman is fantastic in the passing oh, game. Oh, Freeman is a fantastic, like, red zone player. He He's shifty, he's small, but he's also powerful. He can find the end zone. Yeah, he's, yeah. An, end, he's an end zone monster. Uh, which is, you know, fun be- funny because he's so small, because he's yeah. like 5'8". Right. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a tiny dude, and... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love him. I love watching him play, too. I, I th- he's fun to watch. He's shifty. Uh, and he got yes. paid last year and deserved it, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Zach's got Freeman at 10. Yep, same sentiment. I mean, it's he's, just, he's a really good player. I, I, I It's tough having him in the top 10 because of the fact that he does split so much time with Tevin Coleman, but we've seen over the past couple years that that does not really make a difference to his production and his numbers. So there's no reason to have him lower or outside of the top 10. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then uh, Carl's got Cook, and I've got Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, Delvin Cook is coming back from a torn ACL that he got in, like, like week five, I think, last year um, yep. against, the, against the Lions. I remember watching that game and crying a little bit. So did he. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's com- coming off of a very good – Granted, some very small sample size because um, he was like, I think in two of those first four games, he was close to running back one numbers. Um, the dude looked better than I thought he was going to in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see any fumbling issues. Except on the play that he tore his ACL. Yep, that was his first fumble of the that year. That was his one fumble of the year. Okay, well, I'm going to give the guy a pass because he tore his ACL and That's- then he fumbled the ball. Uh, I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give you that. Pa- I'll give him that pass too. Um, the one thing that was a little that not concerning, but um, when he was getting that workload, he wasn't really splitting it with a healthy Latavius Murray. And this year, Latavius Murray is coming into the um, season fully healthy. Um, we saw last year that he was getting more and more yards and a better workload as mm-hmm. the season went on. Yep. So he's taking might- carries away from Jarek McKinnon, who. Yes. <laughs> Who is way higher than he should be on a lot of people's lists? <laughs> Not um, mine. Probably mine. Yeah, I'll, probably I'll be, yours. I'll be honest; he's probably too high on mine. Um, <laughs> but no, that's that's my one concern with drafting Delvin Cook too early. Um, I think there's a good spot for him late in the second, early in the third, possibly. Um, but that those Latavius Murray numbers are a little scary to me. Um, so. Because I, th- I think he's going to take a lot of the red zone sniffs that um, Delvin Cook was getting early last year. I, I didn't see, because I, I didn't watch a lot of Cook tape, um, uh, too many Cooks. Um, but 
<laughs> did uh did Cook do a lot of catching out of the backfield? At in in college, yes. He didn't. with the Vikings, he didn't not really because they had really because they basically used Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, for the, yeah. They were, so well, Jarek McKinnon and Thielen were their short game pass catchers, so they didn't use Cook in that manner. I mean, I've got Cook at eleven, just one back. I couldn't I couldn't put him in the top ten just because of the injury. Yeah, and um, I've got Cook at thirteen. But uh, I like Cook because of the idea of him catching out of the backfield for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, because yeah. Cousins has a history of doing. You know, just that. Chris Thompson. Just that. Chris, yeah. Thompson. Chris Thompson was relevant all because of that. Yes. Yep. He, oh yeah, he was. He, he was good for like one fifty-yard touchdown a game. Yep. For a little while. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I, I. I do like Cook. I have him a little bit lower, and I realistically probably could justify him being in the top ten, um, in front of the guys that I have him behind. But the the biggest concern for me is just what's his workload going to be? Like yeah. you said with Latavius Murray there, is he going to get 18 to 20 touches a game or is he going to get 12 to 15? That's a big difference because of the fact that it's, you know, if you equate that over a full season, you're talking about 40 to 50 less touches in a season just with two to three less carries a game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely agree with that. For sure. Um, and then I've got, I've got uh, running up my top 10, I've got Jordan Howard. Uh, Bears, da bears, da da bears. Uh, I, I mean, I just I like Howard. I like the way he runs. He's and he gets they they hand him the ball a lot. And when you're on a bad team, bad teams tend to have pretty decent running backs for some reason. Um, Apparently, Nagy is trying to teach uh, Jordan Howard how to catch the ball as well. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be a nice added to his repertoire. I mean, I don't know if he can do it, but he's trying to teach him how to. Um, the 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 worry with Howard uh, is Tart Cohen being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and how well he looks in the passing game. Um, but if Howard can, you know, jump up there and have more than four catches or one, I think he had ten catches last year. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It's pretty well. low. Um, he probably had half as many drops too. But Howard is is crazy good running uh, at running the ball. He's just he's he's a freight train when yeah. he gets the ball in his hands. Um, he's not super fast, but he is an absolute train, and he'll get you some touchdowns. Yes. The only... I actually don't mind Howard being here because I have Howard at number 11. Um, my thought process behind it is, is that Tariq Cohen actually... Uh, is it Matt Nagy or Bill Nagy? That came, that's the, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Came out and said that he wants to use Cohen like Tyreek Hill from Kansas City. Yep, he wants so to So that tells me that he's not going to get as many out-of-the-backfield touches because of the fact that that's not what Tyreek Hill did. Well, Nagy's being smart because he wants he he's recognizing that two of his best players are playing the same position. Yep. And he has to find a way to separate them and, and have them both on the field at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Um, I won't say where I have Jordan Howard yet. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, Oofta. Yeah, he's, he's a little low. Uh, we've got another LaShawn McCoy sighting, though. Yeah. Well, oh, Shady. I didn't see it there. It was... <clears throat> hiding in Cook's shadow. Hiding in Cook's shadow, yes. Um, that corner shadow. Um, yeah, I've got LaShawn McCoy 11th, and it's re- the only reason I have him this low is because of the miles that he has put on. Yep. yep. It's strictly the only reason. Um, Which think, we, t- we talked about that. Right. As long, I mean, he's on the injury report every week for something, it feels like, but he's always playing. Yep. Um, so. It's very Steve McNair. Yes. Oh, rest in peace. And yeah. then, is it my Jordan Howard is my eleven, or is that twelve? 
No, 11. 11. 11. Okay. Uh, and then and Shane then had Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook at 11. Yep. Which we already talked about all these guys. We don't need to reiterate over and over. And speaking again. of guys we already talked about, Zach and I both have Saquon <laughs> Barkley at 12. And I have Christian McCaffrey at 12. It's just that tape from that Iowa game. that it, it, I just keep wa- God bless America. Go I Shane, go. Wanna, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Did, did he set a record that game too? I think he might have. I think he set a record. Carl, did he set? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Ooh. Burns deep. <laughs> Sorry, Carl, what were you saying? Tell us about Christian. Sister Christian, uh, the time has Sister come Christian. for her to become the number one back. John, Jonathan Stewart's out of there. Um, in a half point PPR, in terms of targets, uh, he led the t- he led the um, Carolina Panthers last year in targets. Yep. Um, I don't see that going down, even with CJ Anderson coming into the fold. Oh God, um, CJ Anderson, that's right. Forgot that he went there. So did I. So did so did Carolina probably. Um, Fair enough. The, the dude has shown talent throughout college. He showed talent last year. The cream rises to the top, and I think he has the chance to... Cream rises to the top. You're welcome. I said that just for you. I think in terms of risk, there's not... I feel like where you can get him, he will be great value for the amount of catches he'll get, for the amount of targets he'll have, and for the amount of yards that he will get. Um, He may not be the guy finishing out with a bunch of touchdowns, but I think the sheer amount of volume that he's going to get is going to be worth it worth i i completely agree i've I've got i've got christian mccaffrey at number at number 13 so just one spot behind where you have him um i just i i think that he is he's gonna catch the ball i mean he might not be the greatest out of the backfield running back you know just you know running general running the ball i i don't think he's gonna break a thousand yards but he's gonna catch it 80 times he's he's half of a he's half of a Le'Veon bell i could see him Le'Veon Bell didn't have 160 catches. I said 80 times. And if you doubled that, that would be... You said half of what Le'Veon Bell... Because Le'Veon Bell can also run the ball. And Christian... Never mind. Okay. Anyways, let's uh, do with the fact... I'm, I'm confused. Le'Veon Bell can run and catch. Christian McCaffrey can only catch. Oh, okay. That's what gotcha. I'm saying. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I had McCaffrey a little bit lower, but it's really one of those things where... I, I would be just fine taking him. I have him at number 18. Um, Carl said it perfectly. I mean, I I have no arguments with either placement. He's Once you get past, like, the top 10, it's really kind of a pick your poison as mm-hmm. far as who do you like better, what, what team is built up better, mm-hmm. things like that you have to take into consideration. But McCaffrey is absolutely a, a fantastic athlete. Everybody knew that coming in, when he was coming in the NFL, he was a great athlete, and he got a chance to prove it at some points last year. But he was also there were games where he was getting five, six, seven carries, and I'm worried that that's what they're going to do again with him as far as running the ball because they did pick up a younger Jonathan Stewart with C.J. Anderson. Yep, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. True facts. True facts. Uh, number 13 for us, uh, Shane, you had Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Um, Zach, you had Delvin Cook. And then I had Devonta Freeman. Um, we've kind of touched on them. I have Devonta Freeman a little bit lower than 
you guys, and that's just oh, he saw his workload drop a little bit last <coughs> year, and he missed a couple games, so that's the only reason why I have him dropped. Carl, yeah, hold, Carl hold on, hold on, top 10. hold on for a second, Carl. Yep, I need you to explain yourself with this next pick. I <coughs> might be drunk. I might have been drunk when I made this a little bit. <sighs> so, all right, everybody, strap in, <laughs> buckle up. Buckle you, up, buckaroo. I, I actually, I mean, I've only got him a few below you. But. Buckle up. Because we're here about to go on a jet ride. His nickname's Jet. Uh, oh. Oh, fun okay. fact. <clears throat> Jarek McKinnon is my number 14 running back. Um, a lot of people have him a lot higher. A lot That's higher. That's true. That's true. And Carl just hit puberty. There are people talking about him being a first-round pick, which I think is ludicrous. I also agree with that. I really hope one of our people take him in the first round. Oh, oh are you kidding my me? God. We're in Minnesota. People drink that Kool-Aid. Although, the potential's there, though. I get it. The potential's there. He got a huge contract. Yeah. Which... The... Part of the reason he got as big of a contract as he did was because of the fact that the 49ers were so far under the cap that they had to spend money. Good for him, though. Same thing yeah. with Kyle Juszczyk. He, they were so far under the cap <laughs> that they had to pay a fullback five, six million a year. Yeah, but he is highest paid running back on their team. <laughs> the Niners have two of the top five highest paid running backs in the NFL right now. Oh. And neither of them are really that good. I, I, I actually... I'm well, not. Maybe on Bell's just pissed off in a corner. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not super against uh, Jarek McKinnon here. I've got him at 17. Um, I mean, Kyle Shanahan has shown that he likes this style of running back. Exactly. Yes, he wants to use Everywhere him like Devonta gone, Freeman. Yeah, he wants to use him like he used Devonta Freeman in Atlanta. He said that word for word. Yeah, so I mean, the potential's there. I get it. I get why the potential's there. I just don't think he's as talented as Devonta Freeman. No, um, and so I, I don't mean, think he was as good as Carlos Hyde. I agree. Um, I don't know. It's being from Minnesota, we got to see a lot of Jarek McKinnon, and yeah. I, there was nothing in it in any of his tape that like he's good. He's very good in space. He's, he's a fantastic athlete. He is a fantastic athlete. He was a quarterback in college that could run the ball. Became a running back. There's just nothing that I saw from him that said that screams. I am a number one three down back. Yep, for sure. And so. That's that's the biggest knock on Jarek McKinnon. I think he ha- does have a chance to shine with Kyle Shanahan, but you got to prove it. He's got to prove it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I might be more willing to take a flyer on one of the rookie running backs than than I would be to take Jarek McKinnon. Though. I, yeah, absolutely. I would agree. But not with that said, I mean, I don't have a lot of the rookie running backs ranked above Jarek McKinnon in my list, but I would still maybe look at them before I take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of taking hits, Zach, you're number 14. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a knockout shot, Carl. Boom! Um, the kisser. <laughs> if you can't guess who are, who my next player is, it is uh, Joe Mixon, um, the knockout artist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, what? no, he never did anything bad. Newest um, member of the TNA knockouts division. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. Um, all right, so Joe Mixon, while he does like to punch women, uh, he had a he had a really rough year last year, but so did the entire Cincinnati Bengals team. Um, 
There were questions all year about the quarterback play, about the tight end play, with Tyler Eifert being out for 98% of the season. The biggest issue I have with Joe Mixon is the Melvin Gordon effect. A terrible offensive line. They have an absolute revolving door uh, for an offensive line. I I could honestly easily have Joe Mixon at 20, even though I have him at 14. I could easily have him at 20. I have him outside of my top 20. Um, I don't love Joe Mixon. I don't think... I honestly still don't think he's the most talented back in Cincinnati. I think Gio Bernard is. Um, and I think Gio Bernard works with what Cincy has better than Joe Mixon does. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he just didn't prove anything last year uh, when he did get the chance. And I just don't... I, I the, the same thing's happening to him that... that happens to almost every running back that goes to Cincinnati and that's he can't do anything they don't they don't have a good system for running backs uh in Cincy uh they might have a few breakout games here and there but the, the longevity is just not there yeah and I honestly am gonna put some of that blame on Marvin Lewis yeah no 100% um I, I'm because he he's built he he is still in the mindset that he has to have like 15,000 cornerbacks on his team and he pays no attention to the offensive side of the ball. When was the last time they had a non-offensive lineman first round pick? It was that was it Tyler Eifert five years ago, six years ago. Uh, John Ross. Oh God. Well, okay. <sighs> I'm talking about a guy who didn't finish with negative fantasy points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but no, you're not wrong. It was John Ross, so that was that was my mistake. But don't worry, everybody else forgot about him too. <laughs> um, but he just—they put no no value on the offensive side of the ball. And look at what happened when they lost Andrew Whitworth, and Andrew Whitworth went to the L.A. Rams, and then played out of his mind, and played out of his mind for an entire for the season, and had the number one running back in football behind him. Yep, there was a reason that Cincinnati's struggles come from the offensive line. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ladies only, I had Shady McCoy here at 14 as well. <laughs> um, he had a party he that had, ladies yeah. only. Uh, this was <laughs> nice. a, that was a couple years ago. Oh. Um, uh, so, yeah, and we've already talked about Shady, so I don't need to bring up anything else about him. Uh, and then and then uh, number the, 15. I just want to say this is where you're going to start to see some kind of crazy flip-flopping it's <laughs> between gonna people. Weird. It's going to get going weird. Down. And it's going to start, oh look, with Carl again. Penny for your thoughts? Oh. I'm so sad he went in the first round because I... <laughs> you, you were so... He, he was Kareem Hunt for you. He was, yes. I, I even called him this year's Kareem Hunt that mm-hmm. the guy I was going to get at the end of the first round and be so happy. He was this year's Kareem Hunt, David Johnson, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he went in the first round because <laughs> apparently Pete Carroll also thought that. Um, Rashad Penny is my number 15. Um, if I'm going to take a flyer on a um, rookie running back from like at this point in the draft, this is the guy that I'm going for. Um, I don't think Chris Carson is the answer in Seattle. Um, Pete Carroll's already talked about making Rashad Penny a three down back. Yep. His college tape looked dope. Um, and he's big. He's and, he's built to be a three down running back. Absolutely. You don't normally draft a running back in the first round not expecting them to be three down. Unless you're, uh, Unless you're Sony Michelle. Unless you're Sony Michelle. 
He could be a three-down back. He's a first-round. It's, it's a New England offense. He's not going to be a three-down back. James White will be in there. <laughs> James White, the Rex same. Burkhead, Mike Gillisley. One you know, of all the running backs. Jeremy the Hill. Set. Jeremy Hill is on the team That's still. True. I forgot about Jeremy Hill. <laughs> uh, so. But yeah, no, Rashad Penny. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he he was good in college, and I think his game translates very well to an NFL game. Oh, I hundred percent agree. Um, moving on to Zach's number fifteen. Yeah, uh, my number fifteen is still a guy that I am going to just. I, I, You're gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna run with it. And that is Derrick Henry. Too bad he's not. <sighs> oh, oh. I. I'm glad I don't have any sharp objects. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry, six three, two hundred and fifty pounds. He has looked absolutely. He has looked really good in the limited time that he's seen the past two seasons. the The biggest benefit with him going into year three is that Demarco Murray is gone. He is out of Tennessee. He's not even on a team right now, which in the is NFL. weird to me. It is not to me because he looked rough. Demarco Murray looked rough last season Basically. because. And, and remember that he's still one of like what three players in NFL history to get over four hundred and like five carries in a season, mm-hmm. and Dallas ran him into the ground and then let him go. And no player has ever been the same after a four hundred carry season. Mm-hmm. Um, huh? Not uh, I was I was mad about a hockey thing. Never oh okay. Mind. Oh, did uh, Tavares sign somewhere? Yeah, Maple Leafs. Oh, um, but. He's getting the first opportunity to be the guy. You you do have Deion Lewis there, who is who was signed, but he is one very injury prone. He has been his entire career, yeah. And two, he is a passing downs back. He's a passing down and uh, home run back. Yes, like it, he, he might he, he might get you a a yard some yards, but it's going to be a home run run. You're going to run bubble nothing. screens. You're going to run tosses. You're going to run just halfback screens to get him into open space. Whereas Derrick Henry, if you're at like the three yard line, you're just saying run, just go, yep. go forward. Yep. So I, I I could easily see Derrick Henry falling out of the top fifteen, but at the same time, I think he I think he's going to have a breakout season. I've got him outside of my top twenty, but it's just it's just because I don't know with that back. I, I don't have Deion Lewis in my top twenty either. It's because I don't know what's going to go on in that backfield right now. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got Alex Collins at fifteen, a guy I never thought I'd have in my top twenty list. Right. Um, for Baltimore, uh, he still has fumble issues. I mean, he was fumbling last year still, but he, I mean, they seem to trust him, and they've been giving him the ball. He has proven that he's the best running back they've got. Kenneth Dixon? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, suspensions and injuries? Yeah. I mean, Alex Collins is giving them a bit of consistency in that backfield. And what's nice about it, too, is that if they're getting inside the 20, it's, he's been scoring, which is good because Flacco can't. But he's elite! But he's elite! And he might lose his job! <sighs> um, but... No, I just I I I, I mean it, it, we're at the point where a lot of these in the you know from the fifteen to twenty five range we're not going to twenty five fifteen no. to twenty five range uh, could all, could be flipped around a little bit and and I'd still be yeah. fine with it. But. Like any of these guys, I'm uh, if they come up on the board, I'm going to be like him. 
I, I, I'm checking yeah. bye weeks at this point. Yeah, actually, that's a really <laughs> good point. Like, if I'm I'm drafting these guys, I'm not drafting them to be like my number two. I'm drafting them as a flex. Yep. And because realistically, I'm probably going back to back running backs. <laughs> but but I I do like Alex Collins. I think he's a solid a solid player, and I yeah. think that he's going to keep showing that that he's going to be consistent, uh, even if he does drop the ball a couple times a year. He's still really young. This is only his, what, third year in the league? Yeah. His third year, and I think he's only like 24. Yeah, like he's that, yeah. he's still got he's still got a lot of lot of time to develop, but, I mean, you, you do have to worry a little bit about the other pieces in play at the running back position with Baltimore because it's kind of just a crapshoot right now of who's going to get the ball. It's similar to Cleveland's situation. Yep. Whereas you're like, well, I could see this guy getting it, or I could see this guy getting it, but it's not a, this guy is going to get it. I'm just a little surprised that out of all of those back uh, running backs in that Seattle backfield a few years ago when Marshawn Lynch is gone, Alex Collins is the only one that's relevant. Yeah. Right, because who else was it? It was CJ Procise and... Uh, Rawl, Thomas Rawls. Thomas, Thomas Rawls, who's... Oh, he's in a rough situation. Yeah. yeah. He's behind, like, four other guys in New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now Carl, let's, uh, let's take a look at your 16. Uh, my 16 is a guy that we already kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, knocking it out of the park. Which Carl and I agreed on here. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon is, uh, no, you, oh, no, nope. I was looking at Shane. Yeah. Okay. You and Shane agreed on it. You guys have a guy that I don't even have in my top 20. Whew. Um, but yeah, Joe Mixon at 15 or at 16. Um, knocked yeah, we, it out of the park, Carl. Not, yeah. It's not, yeah. It, Geo, Geo scares me in that. Yeah, I, I think he's he's just one. I think he's more uh, a better running back in general. Geo is, and two, I think Geo fits that system better. I, I've always I've been a Geo truther for years. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I'm Zach, we we both like we both like the rapper Lammy Mills. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, for those of you who are new to the show, Lammy Mills is also known as Lamar Miller. Yeah, I don't know why I called him Lammy Mills that one time, but it stuck. Because you're you, Shane. Because <laughs> you're you. Yeah. Uh, he He's behind a potential juggernaut offense. Um, Will Fuller was a scoring machine last year. DeAndre Hopkins was the second best wide receiver in the NFL. Some could argue that he was the number one. If you, get a, time. If, you get a hel- <laughs> if you get a healthy Deshaun Watson there, Lamar Miller has shown in the past that he can be explosive mm-hmm. if given the opportunity. With a full functioning offense, he may be given that opportunity, but you do have to worry about guys like Deonta Foreman, who is yep. coming back after injury. He looked solid last year when he got the ball at times. Yeah, Walmart Devontae um, Freeman's worrisome. Yeah, exactly. But Lamar Miller, the problem that I have and the reason why I have him down so far is because of the fact that you just don't know what his workload is going to be. It's just like when he was with Miami. You don't know what his workload's going to be on a weekly basis. Yeah, he keeps going to teams that are that don't like using him. Um, but right. uh, I, I have him here at 16 um, because if, and it's big if, if Deshaun Watson is healthy and is back to the form that he played at before, teams are going to be playing against him yeah. and not, wor- not worrying about Lammy Mills. So he has that home run potential and that... Um, I, they they're not going to be stacking the box. They're going to be they're going to be playing a um a lot of spies. quarterback a lot of spies. Yeah. yeah, spies and spies and spies, which leaves plenty of room for running for running. Um, no, I. It's not like I don't. It's not that I don't dislike Lammy Mills, but in my opinion, Deonta Foreman last year was the better running back on that team. Um, 
Lammy Mills was very good when Deshaun Watson was around, but I, I like Deonta Foreman better. Yes, Foreman's probably going to end up on the pup list for the first six weeks because of um, an injury that he got late in, uh, late last year. So Lamar Miller is probably going to be like the de facto workhorse guy unless Alfred Blue is still there. I don't think he is. I don't, think he, I don't is. think he is. I don't even... I think it'd be Tyler Irvin would be like the the receiving down back. Sure. Uh, <laughs> cool you story. Could, you could have said Abraham Lincoln and I would have been like, yeah, sure, I believe you. I have no idea who the other guy I, I watched a lot of Tyler Irvin's tape two years ago. That's From Central Missouri <laughs> State, Abraham Lincoln, yeah. Abraham, yeah, totally. At Central Illinois State. Oh, my bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Springfield, come on. Uh, he went to community college. <laughs> no, but Lammy Mills does ooze upside so long as Deshaun Watson is there. Yep. But I think... If Deonta Foreman can come back healthy, I think Deonta Foreman can easily supplant. It, it depends on how he's playing. Uh, yeah. If if Lammy's if Lammy's doing great, then then obviously he's gonna, they're going to stick with him. But, but but if Lammy's being Lammy, it's just Lammy being Lammy. He, he's got that rap career to fall back on, though. Jesus. Um. And thank God for that. Uh, and then seventeen here. I've already talked about my seventeen pick a bit with Jarek McKinnon. Um, like I said, it's just it's all potential in this in this spot here of what what he might be doing with uh Sh- shanahan yep and then my 17 was alex collins we already touched on him not too much else to say and then uh carl my number 17 is jordan howard so low so low listen if jordan howard could face the vikings 16 games a year he would be my number one running back <laughs> Well, one thing that I've always noticed too about your your ranking system, Carl, is you put a lot of value into those receiving backs. Yes, you do. yes, yes and do. that's one thing I've always noticed about your system. So seeing a guy like Jordan Howard who doesn't really catch the ball ever mm-hmm. down at seventeen doesn't surprise me because of the fact that you put so much value into those other receiving running backs. Makes right. so much sense. You have Danny Woodhead still on this list. Uh yeah, career year coming up. Who is that guy? <laughs> Um, I, did he try to sell his own jerseys once? OJ Simpson? Did he? Yeah, he, did, he, did he, went, he went undercover in a New England sporting goods store. Oh, yeah. And he was selling, yeah. Right. And he was selling his own jersey, trying to sell his own jersey, and people had no idea who he was. That's funny. I like that. I did not know that. That's, okay, we'll have to watch funny. that after. For sure. Um, but no, Jordan Howard, like, a couple games a year, he'll throw up just monstrous numbers. You know, two touchdowns, 150 yards. And then you'll get like six or seven weeks of, you know, uh, sixteen carries for forty-three yards. Yes, <laughs> and so he'll just disappear for weeks on end. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Jordan Howard does show flashes of being yep. good." So that's my biggest concern. He's not consistent enough for me to have him up towards where like you guys had him. But yeah, it, um, I get that. I, I say a lot of it too is going to depend on the progression of uh, Shane's favorite quarterback, Mitchell. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Mitchell the Mitchell. Uh, I think a lot of Howard's production is going to depend on him. And I actually like Trubisky. Um, I think he's going to be solid in this offense when you got the addition of Allen Robinson. Uh, they re-signed Zach Miller. Oh, wait, no, he's... Nope. Oh, oh. Um, he's walking. They did They did sign Trey Burton. They also have... Adam Shaheen. Adam Shaheen uh, right behind him. I mean... Anthony Miller is the wide, or the wide receiver from Memphis. Oh, yeah. Um, that they drafted in the second round. He's, sure, he no, he's he's got some he's got some upside to him. Kevin White, <laughs> <laughs> prove it, prove it. That's uh, remember when I said he would fail when he got drafted? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, he did. 
He has. He has been a massive bust. And then uh, Carl's got Alex Collins at 18. Yep. Um, already had a little discussion on that. For sure. Uh, Zach's got uh, Christian McCaffrey at 18. That's, that's yep. a little low for me. Yeah, but I, I did say earlier, though, that pretty much from like 15 to 20, I could put these guys in any mm-hmm. order and be perfectly okay with it. The problem is, is I don't know what his running workload is going to be. Yeah. And that that's my issue why I have him at 18 instead of, you know, 15, 14 is because, yes, he will catch the ball a lot. I think he had like, what was it, 72 catches, 74 catches something, last year, something like that. And he, he caught the ball a ton for the Panthers, but I, I don't know how they're going to use him other than just catching. And I don't think that his running production is going to be enough to warrant him like a top 15, top 12. And that makes sense. Um, I've got Marlon Mack at 18. Which I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Uh, he's he's the man in, in Indy now. I mean, he, they, they drafted Naheem Hines, who's just essentially, he's just a wide receiver. Um, Hines is never going to running the ball. Um, they, uh, uh, Gore's gone. Mack's, Mack's going to be the guy. He ran pretty well last year when he, when he got some opportunities. And with with luck coming off of an injury, if luck starts at the beginning of the year, um, I mean, he just started throwing like two weeks ago. So a college size football. Yeah. Um, but I, I assume they're going to lean a little bit on the running game some to try to keep pressure off of luck. So I think that Mac might be a good a good flyer, especially if you can get him in the you know fourth, fifth round. If he's available there, it's going to mm-hmm. be great value. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of. Max positioning for me personally, if I were to include him in a top 20, would depend solely on Andrew Luck. I don't think that he could have near the same production with a guy like Jacoby Brissett that he could have with Andrew Luck. And a lot of that, honestly, has to do with the name. There, People aren't... You teams don't aren't like the going. Name no, <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> teams are going to respect the name Andrew Luck. They're going to back off the line of scrimmage. They're going to let him. They're going to make sure he doesn't beat him with his legs or his arms. Jacoby Brissett, they're going to be like, okay, we can stack the box. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it depends on, on how Luck comes back because as much as I would like to say they're going to respect the name, I think they're going to send everybody at Luck right away because he hasn't played in two years now. Right. Um, and he's coming off of the injury, and so they're going to try to spook him. Yeah. So they're going to be – I think they're going to be sacking the box. I think they're going to be sending everybody. I, I'm a little worried about those two games against Jacksonville because yeah. we saw what Jacksonville did to Indy last year, and it was not pretty. Yeah. And, I mean, Houston still also has a very good defense. Well, I mean, if J.J. Watt and Clowney play at the same time. Right. If everyone stays <laughs> healthy, um, which is asking a lot, apparently. Yeah. Um, my one thing with Marlon Mack is – I'm, it's still a very murky backfield for me because I mean they did just draft Naheem Hines and Jordan Will they drafted some other guy yeah yeah Jordan they did. Wilkins is that his name Jordan Wilkins yep and so they and drafted... I think they've got Christine Michael cool. yeah I think he's <laughs> neat and Robert Turbin whenever he comes back right so October first so I I think Mac has the most clear cut yeah um path to the number one spot yeah but watch the camp but... battle on this one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to be one to keep an eye on. It's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on during preseason, too. Um, especially redraft. If you're drafting before preseason, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it. I would wait till after the second or even after the third week of the preseason to do your draft. And by then, you'll have a pretty clear idea of who's going to be the guy in the offense. Yep. yep. 
All right, so number um, now, 19. Yeah, this is where I have Rashad Penny, which we've already touched on, so I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I had Dion Lewis here, which kind of mentioned a little bit with Derrick Henry, but essentially I think he's just going to be the passing down guy that they're going to try to get the ball in open space. I, I see a cut, you know, maybe five, six touchdowns, maybe 500 receiving yards, um, maybe a couple hundred running, a couple hundred rushing yards, but not too much. Yep. Um, and then I've got, I've got Sony Michelle here at number 19 and Sony. it's, it's one of those things that we sort of touched on a little bit. Like you don't draft a guy in the first round if you're not planning to use him. Yeah. And I guess his biggest thing is he had a little bit of a fumbling issue at Georgia and Belichick has zero tolerance for fumbling. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, that is true. Yep. So, I mean, he could, he has a very, he's very boomer bust. He could wind up being cut if he decides to fumble one time. Right. I mean, Gillisley fumbled, and then he was inactive for the rest of the season. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I. that's something that he's, I mean, they're going to do a, uh, what was that? The I forget the name of the movie where they hand him the ball and everyone tries to knock it out of his hands when he's going through the... Uh, remember the Titans? It was either Remember the Titans or it was... Uh, the franchise or... No, no it was Remember the Titans. It was Remember the Titans. No, it was Replacements. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it was Remember the Titans. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know they'll they'll teach him how to hold on to it. But he, he's got. I just I worry about the New England backfield because I don't. He's got potential to be really good there. James White's got potential to have some good numbers there. I mean, we've talked about it earlier. Rex Burkhead. Just, Rex Burkhead could be really good. I, there's who knows just Mike so Gillisley could come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh I forgot his name. Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill could. could. Yeah. Jeremy Hill could come out and have a LeGarrette Blunt season yeah. and make me feel silly forever doubting him. But, yeah. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. Probably but not. It could. You never know. I could win the lottery, too, even though I don't play it. True. Uh, and then number 20, it looks like we have a rookie, rookie format here. A little bit. Uh, both Carl and Shane said Ronald Jones, and then I had Sony Michelle. Uh, pretty much talked enough about the Patriots backfield so you two go ahead <laughs> man Ronald Jones looks great on film yeah he does he looks great on film if you actually watch his games in person it's a little like eh, it's a little <laughs> it's a little iffy at times but he got drafted to the right situation here he too he did get drafted to a very good situation with Tampa Bay um, Charles Sims is still coming back so he's going to be the third down guy and I think the only person that he really needs to worry about is Peyton, Peyton Barber, Barber. But Peyton Barber, yeah, he was the guy at the end of the year last year, and he had a couple good runs. But I think it's because they, they had no choice. Yeah, they don't they don't view him as a as a future guy at all. Like, no, I, it's it's Ronald Jones will be a first and second down back, and then Sims will be the third down. Like I would I would draft Ronald Jones strictly on upside. Yep. Yep. He, I mean, his home run ability is through the through the roof. Um, I liked him coming out of USC. I thought he went to a great situation. He's just gotta, you know, learn to block it or learn to break a tackle and learn to block some people. Yeah. All right, so that concludes our top twenty running backs. Yeah. Um. So any any trivia? Nope, I completely forgot. Oh, I really wanted to sing a song. Oh, oh did you guys hear about the new uh, restaurant on the moon? No. God. I hear it's great, but it's got no atmosphere. No well, end. this is it for us. Um, I'm done. I'm dead I quit. I quit. Credit to the fantasy footballers for that one. Thanks, guys. I quit. I'm out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, come and come back and listen to us again. I think we're going to be talking wide receivers next time. Shane and Carl, well, I won't be here. Uh, but but well, we love fine. you. Fine. Be that way. But we love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Oh, uh, we've taken all of our Advil and finished the Gatorade. <laughs> That's the first time I ever forgot to say that. It's um, the tag. You forgot to put the tag on. And so this is the end of your fantasy hangover. This is what happens when we don't record for months. Bye.